0: Welcome back to Consuming the Craft Podcast. Puff is here with uh, um, the man, the myth, the living legend, the CEO of Inbox Beverage Company, Mr. Max Fan,
1: Dallas Cowboy Enthusiast. <laughs> I mean, we all Glad make mistakes. Here. We all make mistakes. <laughs> Can't help it. Runs in the blood. Runs in the blood. Uh, so...
0: You have uh, been on the podcast before, mm-hmm. and you've talked about uh, this idea of putting uh, breweries, wineries, distillery, ciders in these uh, shipping containers, and it, it, it kind of blew up on you. Yep. Um, uh, went to the website. It looks great. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I know you've got some containers out there, out and about now, uh, operational, working. We do. Uh, some cool containers, bar containers. Uh, what, is, uh, what is the next container? Where, where am I going to see the next one?
1: We got two in the works. We got one, I think, going. It's a twenty-foot cold box going to a new brewery in Charlotte. Okay, can't say the name yet. But is it uh, just for expansion,
0: or is it you know uh, capacity issues? Is it
1: yeah, yeah, like every other brewery, you always run out of cold space before before you think. What
0: one of the first things we taught you here is like, what do you undersize when you build your place? Cold storage
1: is it. So they're gonna plant it right next to the building. It looks cool. And there's gonna be easily driving kegs. So the okay. first it's just cold storage. And so that's easy for us. And then I think probably six months down the line, we'll build that like outdoor bar attached nice. with it. Nice, nice, nice. So it's in phases. Yeah. So that's yeah, the yeah. first thing we're gonna do. And it's cost effective, easy, turnkey. And then the next one is we're uh, met with them today. We're doing a little dog bar situation. Uh in South Asheville. Okay, so people that aren't familiar with the dog bar concept. No, that's fair.
0: Uh dogs don't drink beer because beer mm. is bad for dogs. Oh. Hops could kill dogs. The
1: whiskey's for the horses.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, I guess, right? <laughs> um, but that being said, it's a it's a dog friendly uh establishment. You bring your dog, you sit down, you have a beer.
1: Mm-hmm. That, yeah. I
0: mean it makes sense.
1: Yeah, so right now it's existing resort hotel for dogs. It's so like you go out of town, you leave your dogs for four or five days. Oh, so uh, it's
0: it, they board dogs that, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a
1: big, big piece of property, probably like four or five acres. Uh, beautiful area. And so they're going to put in um one of our 20-foot cold boxes, mm-hmm. probably within the next 60 days. And then our first uh, restroom container as well. Nice. So that's really cool. So uh, I mean,
0: I'm looking on your website. You guys have a lot of basically container options. Yep. For a lot of people's problems, whether it's restrooms, bar space, cold space, you want a brewery, a winery, a distillery. There's a lot of... It's almost like you have this big Lego kit that you can build up and make a bunch of different stuff.
1: Expansion, everything. So the container, the 20-foot, actually, we haven't done before, the cold box. Yeah. So that's the first one. It's just a reefer unit. Uh, What's cool about those, for all the brewers and distillers listening, inside walls are stainless steel.
0: Yeah. That's huge because you could go in there and just hose it down. Yeah. For the most part, just clean it.
1: Mm -hmm. And we can put an inline water heater for CIPs. If you got tanks in there, clean the walls. What they're just going to do is use that working reefer. And then we're going to put in probably eight taps to start. Yeah. Drill in through their system. And then, yeah, within 30 days, it's working.
0: That's amazing. It's pretty awesome. And like... You think about uh outdoor spaces uh venues coming up in the summer um you know outdoor spaces are big
1: everybody's doing it
0: you you almost have to have outdoor seating
1: now. yeah, it's the easiest way to make your money back, you know, yeah, Price per pint for breweries that is you yeah, know?
0: yeah yeah yeah, i mean you're driving more traffic to your place yep. margins are always the highest when you're when you're selling it right there, so you're also now that's on the container side of things, yep. You uh, have now expanded what Inbox offers. We're doing a lot.
1: We're doing a lot. No, you've got a lot of
0: irons and a lot of fires, man. So it's cool because you actually brought me booze. Yeah. Which...
1: uh, Never happens.
0: (laughs) 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 It's uh, (laughs) a... I wouldn't say never. Uh, I mean, the whole idea of the program is for me to get free booze, but... Yeah, of course. uh, That being said, you brought in your tequila? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you guys are now importing... Uh, spirits, I am mm-hmm. assuming from Mexico, yeah. yep. and you're you're dabbling in the spirit bulk sales market as well.
1: Yep. So we got that through our uh, great partnership at AV Tech with Jeff yeah. and his ties. Hey, <laughs> it worked out great, and uh, it so did work out. I mean, really, I, they, were,
0: they were looking for an opportunity to uh, help the folks down in Mexico, and like you were in that spot at the same exact time. It just it was kind of that networking thing that was kind of kismet at the time.
1: Yeah, what people don't know, it's hard to get those relationships. It is. It really is. Yeah, it's it's difficult. So we have six different partnerships, producers in Mexico that we work with. So initially, first phase, probably first quarter of this year, twenty twenty four coming up, we'll do uh, distilled agave. Mm -hmm. And so it's a couple different ones. You know, you have distilled agave, kind of mezcal, smoky flavor, Mm -hmm. and distilled agave, the kind of sweeter, uh, softer tequila flavor. Okay. And then probably, I would say, end of...
0: Q2, maybe Q3. Yeah,
1: Q3 probably. We'll have tequila coming out and mezcal once we get through all of our, you know, the Mexico, you know, legislation.
0: Well, and that's... it It's hard. Yeah. It's hard um, because of the regulations that govern uh, all of the agave-based spirits down in that region and then importing bulk sales of that stuff to be, you know, sold off and repackaged. And, and that's... It's a trick. And you just... Yeah. Finding the right folks and finding the, the the good thing is the the producers that you have down there, their products are great. And that, that brings me to Booze Clues because you came in and you're like, here, we're gonna get just housed on tequila this morning. Oh, now, could- I mean
1: <laughs> I mean it's eleven. <laughs> it's we made uh, it. No, we made I've it. waited all day. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. So the first thing I smell, I mean, there's just a the hint of smoke mm-hmm. i mean it's not even um
1: not overpowering no
0: no no it's a really really well balanced uh certainly it's a blanco uh it, there's really no color. i mean maybe just the hint tiniest hint of yellow but maybe that's because the bar top is yeah, yellow. yeah i can see that yeah yeah i i don't know if it's like coming out reflecting off that but um mm, it is kind of a clean
1: clean flare. yeah we have one customer working with is actually wants to do this for their rtd
0: i really like the mouthfeel of that too yeah it is a little bit sweeter Mm-hmm. well you could drink um it's a, not
1: stringent i don't find it stringent at no,
0: all it's really smooth it's almost creamy yeah and it's got um the agave flavor is really really it's uh it's it's more of a fruit flavored agave i think it's a highland is what I would guess. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, which means the agave is grown up at a higher elevation and it, those uh, those plants tend to be a little bit more fruit forward. I hope I have that right. Um, yeah. Because uh, the southern, like lowland uh, agaves would be a little bit more like black pepper, more vegetable forward. So uh, this one in particular, it, you're going to be able to sell this in bulk?
1: In bulk, yeah. It's crazy. Totes, massive totes. So
0: I I could buy a tote of this? Not you that I would. You could
1: swim in it. Yeah. <laughs> Why stop there? <laughs> marinate. Marinate, <laughs> marinate.
0: Marinate the director of the craft beverage institute <laughs> in tequila. It's I've good, been doing it. it from the inside, now why not try it from the it's outside? It's a great promo. Yeah. <laughs> like a dunk tank kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be cheering for people to hit the dot. to, the, <laughs> to that's, the right, that's
1: right. So, this, so would be, this would probably be the first tequila we come out with. Um, okay.
0: So you've got uh, bulk spirits on the horizon. You've got uh, containers going out. I know that, uh, I mean, you walked in and you're potentially going to be having a spot soon, uh, even yeah. in Asheville, uh, for people to come and showcase. There's also, in the works over in Charlotte, you said?
1: Yeah, it's an existing brewery. I think they've been open for roughly 14 months. Okay. Just like every other brewery, successful brewery as you grow.
0: Yeah, you got to expand and you got to find places. So what's, yeah. what's, what's the next thing on the horizon for Inbox?
1: I would say our goal for probably Q2, by the end of Q2, we have a working, our first brewery, inbox brewery Mm -hmm. in Western North Carolina, Okay, which would be great.
0: No, it'd be a great place to showcase.
1: Showcase, show people what we're doing, get videos out. Everybody wants to see it, touch it, feel it. You know,
0: that's been kind of the linchpin you've been telling me is, this is a great idea. Where can I see one? And it's like, well we have these cool boxes we have bars we have Mm -hmm. other things but they all want to see the brewery working yeah and i think that once you can bring folks in and and you know the good thing about it is is you'll be able to train them on their own system
1: a hundred percent
0: and so it's not just buying the box it's like here's how it works here is you know how we've been using ours i mean you've been brewing now for over 10 years?
1: Probably 10 years, yeah. Man, you're yeah. old. I know, I know. I'm losing the hair already. Some gray <laughs> spots coming in. Uh, you're,
0: you're maturing. You're maturing
1: becoming like more fine, distinguished. Fine wine. Yeah, like That's a what, fine cognac. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it comes with age. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I'm... Maturity, I would say. <laughs> I've, I've gone past uh, fine wine. <laughs> you're, what it are goes you downhill now. Cognac. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: it goes downhill now. Um, so as you, uh, as you expand... Into these uh, these brewing containers, uh, bulk spirits, distillation, um, how are you going to kind of keep how are you, how? I mean you're, you're going to have containers, you know, I know more about this than I'm letting on, but there's sure. there's people internationally mm-hmm. that have been really, really curious about these containers, yep, from overseas that really want to be a part of this that hey, look how do we get one of these work and i see one cuz we want it's not that the i think the proof of concept is there i i don't think that, that that is a problem there's you've established a lot of ip intellectual property in these containers and how they're going to work and how they're kind of a plug and play model but you know with uh do you see more domestic sales or potentially more international sales
1: i think i see more domestic sales cuz what we're doing is it's just like you have that one time sale existing breweries kind of like the demographic than the u.s you know people kind of brew beer in the u.s craft beer that is uh overseas is kind of still like a unseen untapped category
0: it's a really small percentage of total craft or beer sales Mm -hmm. in in the world it's a very very like i saw a statistic in england like the majority of what's drank is macro lagers like 70 percent, and then it's it, the craft beer market is like three to four percent over there.
1: Yeah, and why is that? What do you think that is? Uh, I have no idea. Yeah, I
0: mean, it, you know, there is some laws with with it uh, being like if it's a Heineken bar, it's a Heineken bar. You can get their yeah. products and their products only, unlike the bars here in the United States where you could have two hundred and fifty six different beers on tap. Yep, you know, it, it's a it's a different way to explore that flavor. Um, I mean, they've had a long history with, uh, uh, cask, uh, caskales. like in 1980s is when the favor of cascales kind of started falling off. Yeah. And so it's, it's not even that old, yep. you know, in, in, uh, in some of these places and a lot of, uh, a lot of countries don't also have the infrastructure for, uh, tap products. Yeah. You don't see that in a lot of places. So the kegs and and filling the kegs and cleaning the kegs. It's usually cans or bottles in, in a lot of uh a lot of places. Yeah. So while you, you know you're seeing more craft producers put stuff in cans or bottles, it's always been kind of a keg first thing um with your own taps and then you start looking at that model of distribution after that. Yeah. So I I think it's uh, I think internationally there's plenty of room for growth yep. specifically in uh, tourist destinations, where people from the United States are coming and they're like, well, what do you have that's brewed locally? What do you have that's distilled locally? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and a lot of places have these like thousands of years history of making very, very unique things in in some of these places. But it may be produced, you know, I would say not necessarily commercially, but it may be just something that like folks just drank at their house. And and maybe it's an opportunity for them to go from, you know, we make enough for our family. You know, everyone loves it in the community. Why don't we try to think about doing it commercially? Yeah. So, I don't
1: know. What we want to do is, what what makes Inbox pretty, like, unique is, like, we can provide the unit, this yeah. turnkey facility. Our model is half the time, half the cost, because you're not building a facility. It doesn't take 12 to 18 months. We can deliver it in probably three to four months.
0: Well, and the other thing, too, is, like, you pour a concrete pad. Yeah. And you get... Electricity and water there, and like that's it's kind of that plug and play model.
1: Not, not even yeah, yeah. There's no gas anymore. All our systems, the boilers, electric steam comes from the electric uh, boiler system, and so yeah, it's very easy, very simply. Everything's warranted. Yeah. But what we're trying to do is add this other aspect of it, where we can deliver these turnkey facilities, and then if we sell to a hotel, you know, that doesn't have a brewer on staff, we can track fermentation. Give them real life data It's say, hey, you know, this is day two of fermentation. You might want to increase, raise the temp because the gravity set point so, drops.
0: So that being said, there has been some systems out there that I've heard yeah. that people are like, no, it's super easy. You don't need anybody that knows anything about this. Yeah. They're all gone. Yeah. No, none of those are still existing from what I could see mm-hmm. because the the science, technology, engineering, and math that goes into producing a commercial product... It, it's manufacturing, yeah. It, it it really is. You've got raw material coming in and and product that's supposed to be safe for consumption. Yeah, yeah, and it has to be consistent. It has to be drinkable. It has to be something that's repeatable. And I think the underestimation or maybe even overestimation of what some of these other systems we've talked about them. Yeah, we've you've brought one here that was
1: we've tried it. Yeah, we did, and it yeah. was
0: it was unsuccessful because mm-hmm. of the the cleaning the sanitation the understanding of the chemicals the understanding of temperature and and just like the process itself is you can't uh you can't
1: skip that part yeah you, you no, can't yeah yeah it's not one to 100 in 2 days no no, <laughs> no not it's, at all. it's not it's not so we can we can track it for them just like digitally with our team tell them what to do from afar help them you still need somebody there doing it no but yeah. but, but
0: it's not just dropping it off dropping your kid off the daycare you know yeah, you're yeah. going to be able to you got a camera looking at you're yeah. going to be able to say hey uh you know this it's kind of starting to fall out of spec uh check check this or check yeah, that we're
1: holding their hand yeah, yeah, yeah we're there every step of the way well it's an it's for it's me a being an right?
0: education or like yeah. an edu- that's it <laughs> uh, that's going tequila going for another, another yeah, set i'm gonna go ahead and finish this class <laughs> off because education is now a new word um me uh, coming from the educational side of things, though, it's it's exciting for me uh, to see that that is is part of the package. is part yeah. of the deal, because I think um, while brewing, I think historically has been kind of an apprentice type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've we've gotten unfortunately a lot uh, away from a lot of that in a lot of these jobs that I think could still be you know really important because it's a job of hands-on learning. Yeah and so you being there for support helping these folks out that aren't just getting this piece of equipment and then have at it. Yeah. No, there's there's support. There's people there's feet on the ground basically to to yep. help people learn how to use it, be consistent with it and source the other thing too that you mentioned um that you hadn't really mentioned but we you, you maybe you've mentioned it in other podcasts is being able to source ingredients. Yep. So so that, it's not even the bulk spirits, it's grain, it's recipe development, it's hops, it's other botanical yeah. things that are going to be inside of, uh, of these products that are going to be consistently on tap. So it's, that, that's a huge piece of the puzzle right now.
1: And how to use local ingredients is cool too, you know? Yes, use yes. Use that aspect of it, help local communities out, and we can help with that just through recipe development. And, uh, yeah, with, through, our, through our SOPs and resources. Yeah. Uh, what else you got?
0: Uh, well, first of all, how can people find you?
1: Yeah, yeah. So inboxbeverage.com. And then it has uh, our contact page, uh, recent installs we've done, which is exciting so you can see it live. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, just our website and then my email's on there as well. Well, you've so. got
0: some other YouTube videos coming out and install stuff and, right. and, and videos in the works and um, just kind of sharing the story and helping folks out, which I mean, honestly, you guys are a beverage solution company. Yep. Uh, you, you've basically uh, solve folks' problems for them and, and, and make it uh, convenient, easy, and quick. And I think that uh, the support that you off, offer after the sale is also really uh, unique because a lot of times people will sell you stuff and then...
1: Forget about you. Yeah
0: they'll be they'll move on to the next sale. Yep. It's not that way with inbox and I appreciate
1: that. No, 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 we have a team in place, so we're there every step of the way.
0: Yeah. Uh well, Max, I can't thank you enough for being here. Um I'm sorry that my office is like negative 12 degrees. It. yeah. yeah. I can hang meat in here, literally. <laughs> That's right. uh, it, yeah, we're having some boiler issues here. Uh, and so it's it's a bit chilly. But uh, thanks for showing up. Uh, you're welcome to stop by anytime, as you know, especially if you yeah, bring it. tequila. <laughs> yeah,
1: of course. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks cheers, so much.
0: Cheers, Max. Uh, and thanks to Danny McConnell from McConnell Farms down in Hendersonville, North Carolina. Thanks for everything you've done for the program. Uh, cheers, everybody. Listen, laugh, and learn with Consuming the Craft Podcast.